up everybody to the nations worldwide this is episode 79 of the travel couple podcast where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living that travel lifestyle we're your hosts mike pletz and natalie tune in every wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world this is your one-stop podcast for travel relationship and business goals i want to really ask everyone who listens to this podcast who really is enjoying this podcast to take the time out of their day to quickly go to their favorite podcast app and subscribe to us if you haven't already and leave us a review if you really appreciate this podcast because we we really enjoy hearing back from you and to get some great feedback about the show and about where we can take this in in future episodes so we'd love for you to even reach out to us on our social media we're at to the nations worldwide, everywhere, even if you want to shoot us a quick message, let us know what you like about the show, what you think uh, could be done with this show. We'd love to hear your feedback. So we're just reaching out to you to ask you to take a little bit out of your day to subscribe, leave us a review and reach out to us if you can and if you want to. And if not, we still appreciate you joining us each week here on the Travel Couple podcast. In this episode, we are joined by Wes and Ennis of Compass Couple. They are a couple from Colorado who met up in Amsterdam and later decided to travel the world together, beginning with living the van life through New Zealand. We talk with them about how van life has affected their relationship, what they have done so far in New Zealand, and the amazing stories that they have to share with us. So without further ado, here's the interview with Wes and Ennis. Today we are joined by Wes and Ennis of Compass Couple. They are an American-Turkish couple who are living the van life together, traveling the world, and currently in New Zealand. You can follow them online at Instagram.com slash compass.couple. Hello, Wes and Ennis, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Thanks so much for joining us here. I want to just get started here to get to know a little bit more about the two of you. Can you give our audience a little bit of a backstory about the two of you, maybe where you met and what led you to where you are now? Oh, gosh, our, our origin story is pretty, pretty complex. Um, <laughs> uh, we so it's, it's actually really weird. We grew up maybe two minutes away from each other. We yeah. went to the same high school and everything. And didn't know each other our whole like young adult lives um until until when Wes so we we both love traveling we've been traveling separately before we met and um you know on like Facebook where it shows you know you have so many mutual friends with this person and it suggests them as a friend we added each other just because we had so many mutual friends and we both love travel and we still hadn't met or knew anything about each other and uh I believe it was me who posted a picture while I was in Amsterdam of the red light district. And I get a message from this one <laughs> saying, no way, I'm in Amsterdam too. And that was actually the first time we ever met. We met up and got a cup of coffee in Amsterdam. No kidding. So it took you guys, you know, halfway around the world to actually meet each other. But you actually grew up in the same area? Yeah, I, I could have walked to her house um, growing up and, and just 
we shopped at the same stores. <laughs> we went to the same mall. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we took swimming lessons in the same pool. Like it's, it's, it's <laughs> really, really funny, actually. Interesting. So where did the kind of relationship progress from Amsterdam? So in Amsterdam, we we met and it was just like, uh, you know, just quick, friendly, friendly. Like we we hung out for two or three days, yeah. and then and, uh, I I moved back to Colorado and she moved back to Las Vegas. And uh, my whole family was in Colorado. Obviously, that's where I was born and raised, with Ennis right down the street from me. And um, I was flying back and forth from Vegas to Colorado to see family. And uh, one of the times that I was there. We decided to go grab, you know, some dinner and um, catch up, and one thing led to another, and we've kind of been inseparable ever since. <laughs> yeah, next thing I know, I'm flying to Vegas, she's flying to Colorado, and, um, you know, it, it, it became pretty clear that I needed to move to Las Vegas really soon, so. Yep, I <laughs> snagged him real quick. <laughs> yeah, it was so then from Las Vegas, uh, from Las Vegas until now, how did that kind of go? Well, we've, like I said, we both always love travel and it's always been a dream of mine since I was a little girl to just hit the road and never stop. <laughs> and, um, Ennis, he actually did a 13 month world trip where he did just that. How many countries did you see? Um, it was, uh, 35 countries, I think. 35 countries in 13 months. And so I knew that I had found someone who could go on that journey with me and who would love it just as much as I do. <laughs> yeah, one day we were just like, okay, let's look at some countries to go to. Um, you know, what's a good spot where we might be able to find some work? You know, we're we're kind of in that transition between trying to do this full time, and uh, if we're going to be leaving our jobs, we want to be in a place where we can at least find some work if we need it. And you know, on a whim, we applied for a working holiday visa out in New Zealand, and I think it was it was like three days later we got yeah. an email back saying we got accepted. Um, and, and it was what we thought we had six months to come out here. Yeah, we, we thought we had six months to come out. Um, and they actually told us like they gave it a, us a very clear deadline of, OK, it's make or break. You have to be here by June 2019 um, or else you you'll never forfeit yeah. the visa, basically. Mm -hmm. And once you once you lose it, it's gone forever. You can never reapply. You can never get accepted again so when we saw that what we had a few months before the deadline and we were like screw it we, <laughs> yeah, we have to do this <laughs> exactly let's do it we're just living in a little studio apartment in las vegas anyway um and so we you know put in our two weeks and um hit the ground running really we just <laughs> uh, drove to colorado packed away the rest of our stuff much to the chagrin of our parents Said goodbye to friends and <laughs> yeah. family and our pets and everything <laughs> uh, their, their basements are currently filled with all of our furniture um, <laughs> and we, we we don't really see ourselves going back anytime soon excellent excellent now i want to start talking a little bit more about the travels that you two have been on together and i like to start this part of the interview with a question that i ask every couple that comes on the show it's a simple two-word question but for so many couples it has such a complex response and that is why travel Travel equates to experiences, you know, I, I work in marketing and advertising and I, I was just so fed up with being in an office all of the time. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, you make this move to the other side of the country. Well, I guess a couple states over in my case to, to be with someone, but you realize that you're in the office more than you're really seeing that person. And you have this big passion to go and experience life and 
um, you kind of exhaust all of the things within like a hundred mile radius of Las Vegas pretty quickly. And pretty soon after that, it was just like, you know, just travel made sense for us and it made sense for me personally as well. Yeah. And I, I would say that I think a lot about future me, you know, when I'm older and settle down and maybe even sick in a hospital bed, you know, what do I want to look back? What do I want to see that my life looks like? Um, you know, the accomplishments that I've made, the the things that I've done, the people I've met, the cultures I've experienced. And I, I want that to be as broad as possible. I want to look back, have no regrets um, and just know that, you know, I went out there, I did my best and, and I saw everywhere that I could. And yeah, just just have a full heart at the end at the end of my life, I guess. Absolutely. Excellent, excellent answers. And I love the idea of just making the most of the time that you have and, you know, making those experiences together. I know we've talked a little bit about this so far, but where were the two of you last? Where are you right now? And where are you going to be traveling to next? So last we were in Vegas. You know, we live there. Um, I was there for six years and I snagged him out there for about a year. And it was fun. I, You know, it's a cool place to live, but not for very long. <laughs> so now we're in New Zealand. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're kind of living out. We're probably not going to be here for the whole working visa. I think uh, we made our way down through the, the North Island and in a little over two months. And, you know, we, <laughs> we have gave a ourselves six months to do that. <laughs> yeah. We sped through it. <laughs> so so we're, we're going to hop on the ferry tomorrow to go down to the South Island. And then after that, we're really thinking Bali. Um, I really want to do a trip to Turkey as well. Um, see some of my extended family out there and introduce uh, this wonderful person next to me um, oh, to all of them. And then we're, we're thinking long term, though, you know, I think a lot of people think about travel as a vacation. Right. And we're we're consciously shifting our mentality to seeing it as more of a lifestyle um, that comes down to how much we spend on stuff. It's uh, the experiences that we choose. Um it's where we decide to live. Like we see ourselves maybe moving to somewhere in Southeast Asia, probably, probably, you know, we've been looking at Kuala Lumpur, for example, um, just places that have a low cost of living that still enable us to have like a major airport nearby where we can kind of use that city as our hub and continue to travel throughout the year to different destinations. So far on your, through your trip in New Zealand, What's one thing that has really stood out to you two, especially, you know, uh, living that van life together? What's one thing that or one destination in New Zealand that people cannot miss? Oh, my God, there are so many. <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel like on, on the map, you see a lot of really big tourist destinations, right? But it's those little moments that you don't expect that stand out the most. I'm thinking of uh, Te Huapa on that Oh, yeah, that was amazing. We were we were up in Northland at the very beginning of our trip and we just decided to drive to some, you know, the closest like tiny town on the coast. Keep in mind, we were just looking for a spot to camp for the night and it was already dark. Um, We found ourselves on a dirt road. We had no idea where it led and we just wanted somewhere to pull over and sleep for the night. And um, it was like a 30 minute dirt road. And at the end of it, there was just this tiny itty bitty little town, what, maybe 20 houses, something like that. And, um, full of dogs, full of dogs, <laughs> <laughs> there were like horses and cows just standing in the middle of the road. It was really cool. 
Um, but we found this little pier, this little dock, and we backed our car up into it and we got out and we went and stood on it. And the, the water on the lake that was there was so pristine, so still, and there was not a cloud in the sky. The stars were brighter than we've ever seen them. And they reflected off of the water so clearly that it almost looked like you were just surrounded by galaxy. It yeah. was it was it was just like complete mirror effect and you know this is a this is a little town called Tehapua so I'm not really sure how touristy they want to be but <laughs> um, it's, it's seriously like I'm I'm pulled into someone's neighborhood you know um but man it's like uh probably 30 minutes outside of Cape Ranga up up at the tip of Northland and it was just the most breathtaking night sky we've ever seen but that's not to say I mean I don't want to take away from all of the other touristy places you know they're touristy for a reason they're beautiful we try and hit as many as we can but i think what stands out the most to us are those those little moments Mm -hmm. absolutely and continuing on talking about you know road tripping through new zealand we've talked to a couple other uh couples on the show about road tripping through new zealand but do you two have like a piece of advice or something that you know, somebody can take with them if they're deciding to go on this trip through New Zealand, especially in the North Island that you guys have been through. Do you have any advice or any any warnings to heed if you're kind of thinking about going on this road trip? So I would say especially, well, probably the South Island as well. Um, try and do it in the summer versus the winter. Uh, a lot of places are stunning during the winter. There's snow. It's gorgeous. But here it's just it's windy and it's rainy. And um, for us who we love, you know, getting out and exploring and hiking and we're living in a van when it's just straight rain for a week. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's probably some of our toughest moments out here. Um, on my end, I also think um, being able to just go up and strike a conversation with someone has gotten us into so many cool adventures. Um, we met a guy in Auckland. Um, <laughs> he was just flying. We have a drone with us, and we saw him flying his drone on the beach. And uh, we went up and struck up a conversation with him. Turns out he's a zookeeper at the Auckland Zoo. And, and he, he got us in the next day to play with some <laughs> Bolivian squirrel monkeys face to face. Yeah, it was it was just incredible. <laughs> it was like a completely random experience. So, and it all started with just saying hi to this guy. The people in New Zealand are so kind and welcoming and giving. That's probably one of the biggest tips is just talk to the locals. You have no idea where it'll land you. Nice. Yeah, excellent, excellent advice. And continuing on talking about your travels together, I want to talk about your experiences on the road, because obviously with travel comes so many different types of experiences. You know, we want to get into the good, the bad and the ugly with you, starting with what has been your most rewarding travel experience together? That that experience that really blew you away, whether it was a, an interaction with a local that just warmed your heart or uh, anything on the road that just blew you away. Do you have an experience like that you'd want to share with us? You know, one that comes to mind for us is um, actually it just happened about a couple of weeks ago. We were out in New Plymouth. Oh. <laughs> and it, it, we, we, went, we were over there to get a photo with Mount Taranaki, which is this just picturesque volcano. But the weather was really bad. Like we, it was a horrible forecast for like a, a whole week. Yeah. We had only planned on stopping there for a day or two, maybe <laughs> yeah, just to get a shot and move on. 
And um, yeah, the weather, the forecast, I think it was 10 days straight. It was just supposed to be rain and clouds and we couldn't even get a glimpse. We drove up Taranaki to be on the side of it and you still couldn't see anything. The fog was so bad. Um, so we decided to go out to dinner one night to discuss if we were going to stay or just bail on the whole idea and move on to the next city. And, um, our server there was a guy named Sam. Yeah. And, um, we hit it off with him. We started talking and yeah, he started telling us how him and his girlfriend moved back to new Plymouth where, where she's from and, uh, and how she was working at the restaurant next door and we should go say hi. And so we, well, before we left, I was like, you're a cool guy. We're going to be here for a while. We should do a double date. And he totally agreed to it. And, uh, we were like, okay, so we're going to go say hi to your girlfriend next door. <laughs> Tell us as much about her as you can. And we're going to go and like freak her out and pretend we're psychics. So, so like, what's her birthday? What's your dog's name? You know, just like little questions like that, that other people wouldn't know. And we uh, go over to, to the other restaurant and she walks past us. He, t- he showed us a photo of her. So we knew what she looked like. And we, we kind of just like catch her attention. And we're like, excuse me, we're, we're aspiring psychics. And uh, could we, could we just practice our art with you? So we, <laughs> we guessed her dog's name, her birthday, um, you know, that she was just engaged and her fiance's name. And it, anyway, it was hilarious. We blew her mind. Everyone in the restaurant was gathering around us. Yeah. It's like, like we had the, the manager of the restaurant come in asking us like what our powers are. And she's just so intrigued. And then we finally like break the news. Like, actually we just ate dinner with, with your, your, your fiance, fiance Sam and, and we have a double date with you next week. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think what blew us away the most about this couple is we went on a double date with them. Um, they paid for everything. They went behind our backs and gave the credit card to the server. And it was this amazing meal. They chose the spot it was a huge meal. Like it was, it was like any food you could imagine. It was amazing. And they later, you know, the weather was crap. Of course it was raining. It was windy. And they were like, well, we have a spare, you know, like mother-in-law suite attached to our house. If you guys want a place to stay tonight, we were blown away. Yeah. Um, we had just met these people and they're inviting us into their home. So we went in, we stayed for the night, uh, in the morning, they welcomed, welcomed us in, they cooked us breakfast they let like us she, take showers there. She legit went to the grocery store that morning to buy like a big feast for us to cook for us in the morning. That, that That's such a great story. Yeah, it was amazing. So I think that all circles back around to like just talk to people because <laughs> everyone is so giving. But I think that's that was probably super rewarding was just connecting with someone and having them welcome you with such big, warm, open arms into their home. Mm-hmm. And you, you hear stories about locals being so welcoming and, and so incredible, but that's that's probably up there with one of the best stories that I've heard, especially with the whole psychic ordeal and everything. <laughs> that was great. Oh, man, I wish we had it on tape. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of overlaps with that, that story that you just talked about there, but do you guys have another hilarious story or maybe even an awkward or embarrassing travel story that you two would want to share with us? So um, we were, it was a little higher up in the North Island. What? Oh, Doubtless Bay. We were in Doubtless Bay. <laughs> do you remember this? <laughs> I was like, what story is she going to come up with right now? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay. Uh, so we have a van, right? And this was what, maybe two weeks after we bought the van? Yeah, we're feeling invincible at this point, right? Well, someone is. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm feeling invincible. 
Wesley is kind of the the realist in our in our relationship. She keeps us <laughs> she keeps us thinking logically. So we had just spent all this money on this van. We spent all this money to buy everything to fill the van, and um, basically this is our home. <laughs> Ennis here has the great idea. Doubtless Bay is a beautiful beach. You know, it's got the the washboard waves, um, the ripples on the sand. It was just really cool. And we'd seen a picture somewhere else of someone who had parked their van on the beach and taken pictures. And it looked really cool. And so we get there and I'm looking at the sand and I'm like, I do not think we should drive our van on this beach. It seems like a really bad idea. Yeah, it turns out our van is a lot heavier than the one we saw in the photo. Mm, mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. He gets out. He starts running around. He's like, it's really solid sand. We'll be fine. And I'm like, okay, if we get stuck, I'm never, ever going to let you live this down. <laughs> and I haven't because we did get stuck. <laughs> we, we were there for a good 15 minutes, took a couple of drone shots, a photo. I played my ukulele. Uh, and then we're like, all right, time to go. Mm-hmm. And we, <laughs> we start the van up and uh just the, the wheels are just spinning out and and lucky for us the tide was coming in yeah it was bad because we didn't even, we didn't just park on the beach we parked on like half of our tires were on the wet part of the sand and the other half were on the dry part because we, we thought it'd be cool for the photo but it was a really flat long beach so luckily you know the waves were still pretty far out from where it was wet you know it was like a mirror image kind of beach but um yeah, yeah the tide was coming in we were stuck we had we called uh, a few towing companies and all of them were busy. And even in that 15 minutes, we noticed the tide was so much closer than when we got there. Jesus. And we're like, Oh my God, our lives are going to be washed away because Ennis wanted a cool drone photo here. Yeah. Uh, and we're kind of, <laughs> we're, we're out of luck. And then, so I'm like, you need to go and find help. You know, we saw a few houses on the beach, not too far away. And, um, He's like, I'm going to run. And he's in his in his sandals running from house to house trying to get, you know, someone's attention. Do they have a car? Do they have a truck they can tow us out with? I don't know if you've ever seen a 300 pound man running frantically in sandals before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a sight to behold. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the race of my life. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, I get out. I start digging the tires, you know, digging the sand away from the tires and as I'm digging, the water is just pouring in from the sand surrounding the tires. I knew it, like we were we were completely just out of luck. And while Ennis is running around, <laughs> poor guy. I, I ran through like two neighborhoods at this point. <laughs> I see out in the distance another vehicle on the beach, and it's a truck. And um you know, he starts kind of driving my way and I just get out and I'm waving and I'm jumping. And I'm like, please help me. He comes over and he's like, how's it going? And I'm like, I am stuck. I need your help. I'm about to lose my van to the ocean. Uh, and luckily he had a tow strap and he was able to pull me out. <sighs> then I had to try and find Ennis. <laughs> yeah. Like way down, you know, way down the beach at this point. I actually had just found a couple that said they would help me out. And as they were asking where the van was, I look over this hill and I see a kind stranger pulling my girlfriend out of the sand. And I'm like, just thinking back in my head, like, this is great, but I hope he's not too handsome. You know? <laughs> Somebody said, oh, he's so handsome. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just kind of pulled off to the side on the road and waited for him to come back. 
and tried to settle my nerves. <laughs> I think I think I was greeted to a slow clap as I got closer to the van too. Yeah, know? that makes sense. She's just <laughs> cheering me on. Way to go, Ennis. You know, yeah. I figured it out myself. Good but... job. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's actually, we did a, a Instagram story of the whole thing and it's on our Instagram under our highlights of New Zealand or a van life, but... Yeah. That was probably our most ridiculous memory we've made so far here. And I don't think we'll ever forget. You know? <laughs> that, that is a great story. And I, I see the, the photo in the drone uh, video that came from that. And it, it could have been worth it for the story, but also for that, that shot, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty cool one. We don't regret it. Yeah, at all. <laughs> we're, we're proud of it. You know, and hey, I got to burn a few extra calories that day. So. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Valuable lesson, right? <laughs> Right? No more beaches. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, if that story would have ended another way, that could have qualified uh, as an answer for this next question. But as we know, with travel comes these experiences that you have, uh, problems that are presented to you that you need to solve together. Do you guys have a really bad experience or your worst travel experience that you'd want to share with us? You know, I think the hardest part for us is our our personalities are so similar and we're we're both kind of like we're both stubborn and kind of like very stubborn <laughs> freight trains, right? It's like that concept of like a an unstoppable force hits a an, hits an immovable object. <laughs> um so when we when we have like a, a disagreement on something um and we're confined to the constraints of this tiny van um, it's really hard to just like clear your head or let steam blow off, you know, yeah. it kind of perpetuates the whole argument. So like you throw in bad weather for a week on top of that and you have like this, you know, perfect storm, pun yeah. intended. I think there was there was a time I don't think it was New Plymouth. It was a little further north. I, I want to say it was like just before we got to Hamilton. And we, we had solid sheet rain for a good week. And um we were really confined into the van. Yeah, we couldn't really go anywhere. Um, we hadn't bought her a rain jacket yet either, so it's not like she could just go take a walk outside. And, um, um, yeah, I don't even remember what our the arguments are always so dumb. We all know that yeah, they're dumb. But when you can't you can't get a break, you can't you know. Oh, it just that was probably a really rough week for us. That's when we decided like, hey, every once in a while we should probably get an Airbnb just to like have a couple of rooms to walk around or, um, you know, just like be, we have to program these mental health days mm -hmm. into, into our schedules. As much as we love each other and we are literally inseparable. Um, sometimes it's hard not to tear, tear each other <laughs> apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like that you said that every once in a while you guys need to, even though you, you you've got a van, you need to book an Airbnb and just to have somewhere that you can, you know, settle in for a little bit, walk around and just have a roof over your head for, for a change. With travel and all these different experiences, I mean, they really help to shape your relationship. And we feel that travel has such a major impact on somebody's relationship. Can you guys talk a little bit about maybe how travel has affected your relationship and maybe in what aspects it has changed or affected your relationship together? You know, we're a little over a year and a half into our relationship and we have had so much change in our lives from both of us getting out of big relationships, 
uh, over the last couple of years. Well, I guess more than a couple of years now. But, um, you know, at the start, she was fresh out of a marriage and I, I had been married in the past as well. And everything has been this learning experience for us. And it's been a lot of change, you know, whether it's moving from from Colorado to Las Vegas, getting getting a job, understanding how to live with somebody versus um, versus kind of be that long distance relationship and then moving that whole dynamic into a van and in uh, yeah, in New Zealand. And it's like I, we've read it a few times now from other couples. It's like the time that you spend doing van life with someone, multiply that by four. Um, and that's what it actually feels like for like, what do you like? It's hard to explain. It's like, let's say you live one year in van life. It's like living together for four years in in an apartment. Van life makes everything a lot more intimate. You have to be so much more vulnerable with each other. Uh, open communication needs to be there and patience. (laughs) Um, so yeah, living, living in an apartment, is one thing, but you know, when you both leave, you go to work, you kind of get that break from each other and we don't really have that. So it's been a a lesson. I think it's, it's, it's taught us a lot about ourselves, about each other. And, um, I think it's just made us much stronger as a couple. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to find the right words, but I'd I'd say it's made me love her more Mm -hmm. because when we have an issue, you can't just run away from it, you know? And it's like every time we do have like a little quarrel or whatever, you know, like every couple has these moments when they travel, but we always seem to get back into our, our rhythm. We, we come back stronger. Yeah, we I come back stronger. We make we up. We learned more about it. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's like just knowing that we've gone through what we have gone through. Um, I just, I can't, I can't see myself having that dynamic anywhere else at this point. I think if, if you can travel as a couple, you can do anything as a couple at that point. Mm -hmm. I I totally agree. And I love, I love that you guys talked about, you know, van life when you're sitting with each other, just a foot apart for so many hours in a day, you know, you really get to know each other. Uh, or at least you should get to know each other really well while, while you're traveling like that for hours upon end, uh, days on end as well. Yeah, months on end. Now. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, continuing from that sort of uh, subject, do you guys have any advice for a couple that, I mean, obviously arguments happen, especially when you're traveling and these, these little things happen. Uh, these arguments are going to come up. Do you guys have any advice for another van couple about how to deal with those arguments? Because that could be really difficult when you're just sitting right next to the person, I mean, and especially when you're traveling and you're trying to make the most of your time. How do you, how do you handle these things when they, when they come up? You know, when we were, before we were doing van life, I would come back with, you know, I think there was one time I went to the grocery store and said, give me all of the roses you have. And I, I literally just bought a whole wall. Of, 152 yeah, roses. 152 roses and just made the biggest bouquet you've ever seen out of them. Or like one time I, I rang the doorbell and had a life-size teddy bear just waiting for her when she opened the door. And it's like, those things are really, it's hard to surprise someone when <laughs> you're together all of the time, you know? Um, and so like you, you switch to little moments of kindness instead, but in those big ar- arguments, it's inevitable that your, your mind jumps back to those moments of just pure bliss. And you realize like whatever you're arguing about in this moment, 
this is somebody that went really out of their way to see a smile on your face, put a smile on your face. And this is someone that truly cares about you. And you just, I don't know, you, you think back and Wes, Wes put it really, really nicely. If you maybe a month ago in one of our posts, uh, she said, she said, we promise to forgive quickly and love harder. And so that's that's kind of the mentality that we have. We know we're, we knew getting into this that we were going to have more arguments or, <laughs> um, you know, have a lot of trials and tribulations in van life, especially as a uh, as a as a young couple, as opposed to those couples that have been together for 10 years going and doing something like this. Um, but we've always come back stronger and we've always understood that nobody's out to hurt the other person. We're always thinking about each other's best interests. Maybe we just find different ways to materialize that. So sentiment. what would, what would our advice be then to maybe take a step back when you're feeling overwhelmed or heated or upset and try and look at the big picture? Yeah. You know, what brought you two together in the first place? What made you want to jump into this journey together in the first place? And just try and get back to that. And also realize that it's like, kind of a crazy person that has to agree to give up their whole life and do a year in a van in New Zealand or a full-time travel with you. So like realistically, this person must really love you if they decided to give up everything else they had and run away with you. Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and whose idea was this to, to start this uh, round the world trip and, and to start it in, in van life in New Zealand? Did, did one person influence the other a little bit more or, uh, you know, were, was it both something that you guys wanted to do eventually in your lives? I think we were both itching to travel mm -hmm. and we wanted our first country to be somewhere where uh, there wasn't a language barrier. There were there were still opportunities to work, um, but also ranked one of the most beautiful countries in the world. Yeah, and felt safe at the same time. And it yeah. was kind of like New Zealand is just one giant checkbox you know like so i think i think we were really drawn to that um i i know that we did a lot of research on van life before we came out here we were pretty tempted to then when we got here and it's kind of backed out a little <laughs> he was like i don't know maybe airbnbs or hostels you know hopping around and i'm like we we when we first got in we were in auckland um just kind of trying to figure out what exactly we were going to be doing here and we went from a um, an Airbnb to a hotel and just that, okay, we packed up everything that we brought with us and fit it all into a carry-on. Yeah, we came in here with no checked bag, so it was just Not a carry-on. a single checked bag. Each. And um, so packing up all of our clothes, all of our electronics, our camera gear, everything into a carry-on and moving every couple of days is horrible. <laughs> yeah, and we have like pretty decent camera camera gear and our, our drone and we started to realize that like we have some expensive stuff yeah. and if we're staying in hostels or airbnbs we just weren't sure that everything would be safe in those kinds of environments exactly like those shared types of spaces and so we started thinking okay we might need our own space and my biggest worry was the stable wi-fi connection right I, i'm working remotely so i was like kind of backing out of van life because i i just wanted to make sure i could get my work done um and then we ended up just making a compromise. We bought an unlimited uh, data plan um, and we have this uh, wireless hotspot mm -hmm. that we carry around. And so most of the island, we can have pretty good service, yeah, so. drive around, have good service, and I could get my job done from, from the van. And 
And so, yeah, there was one morning I woke up at like three in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And I got on to um, like a, a car sales or was it backpackers board? The, the I, van Yeah, board. it was backpackers board at first. And uh, I, I just saved a bunch of searches of vans. And when he woke up, I was like, so I know we weren't going to do van life, but <laughs> look at these vans. And um, I think it was that same day we found a van online that we loved. We went and looked at it and we put down our deposit that day and bought it the next day. And um, we kind of went from zero to a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> it was, right it was really like, I woke up that day thinking we're just going to live in Airbnbs for the rest of the year. And then nope. uh, finished, you know, I went to bed that day having bought a van. And so <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun experience. Amazing. Nice. And with, with, uh, planning a van trip and everything that goes into the itinerary, and if you guys are going to book an Airbnb or where are you guys going to sleep at night and who's going to drive, who takes care of all these things? Do you guys split it up together? How does this go down? So first of all, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, uh, talk about the driving question, uh, start things off. We found a van that we loved but it is a manual. It is a stick shift. And unfortunately, I am the only one who knows how to drive a manual. <laughs> so for the last two months, I have done every second of driving. I also have fantastic navigational skills no, that Wesley's don't. not referencing you right don't. now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Google Maps has really good navigational skills. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we haven't really split the driving at all, which is fine. I, I love driving and, um, I'm cool with it, but we are trying to teach him slowly. Oh, Jesus. Quite unsuccessful. Last time we tried, we were in Gisborne and it was like, uh, me trying to shift gears. It, it makes our van look like it's like a rodeo bull. The whole thing just like shakes. <laughs> back and forth. One day. We'll, we'll keep working on that. Yeah. One. Tried four or five times. It, uh, it, it didn't, it wasn't very pretty. Again, that's probably in one of our highlights. Um, it's hilarious if you want to watch <laughs> and is attempting to learn. So we were looking at this question ahead of time yesterday just to think of like, you know, what are some bullet points we can give for the answers to these? And uh, we read this question and both of us just answered one word, Wes. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> Wes, Wes does all of the planning. Wes does, uh, you know, all of the itinerary. And I'm I'm kind of just like, along for the ride playing ukulele. Okay. And, and I think I add a lot of value to the team that way. Listen here. <laughs> he works his tail off for us. Um, I don't currently have a job right now. So with with how much he works and he puts in and all the effort and, and time and commitment that he has in his job, I feel responsible that I need to carry my weight as well. Um, so when it comes to booking flights, or buying tickets to something or where we're going to be and when and what the weather's going to be like and all of that. I, I try and do most of that to make sure that um, everything goes smoothly and he doesn't have to worry about anything else. Amazing. And it's always great to have, you know, certain roles that you can split up and kind of uh, divide and conquer when it comes to that, for sure. And do you guys have any more advice for a couple in in terms of their relationship and in terms of van life or, or traveling or traveling New Zealand? Do you have any more advice you'd want to give a couple in terms of their relationship? I'd say notice the little moments, uh, the moments that show you why you love that person to begin with, uh, the moments that exhibit how big their heart is or how kind they can be to other people. Um, the moments that they don't even know you're watching, 
but because you live so close to each other, you can't help but see from the corner of your eye. Maybe, maybe it's when Wes takes an extra five minutes out of her, her day just to go and pet those three dogs that look sad in the corner of the neighborhood <laughs> or um, just saying hi to someone that looked depressed and all of a sudden, you know, she goes and invites them to go out with us that night. Um, it's, it's just moments like that where you, you see why you're with that human being to begin with. And it just, I don't know, brings joy to you. Excellent, excellent answer. And I want to get into talking about what you guys are doing with, with, uh, everything you've got going on over there on Instagram and starting with where did the name come from? Who, who decided to, to go with that and where did this all progress from? So uh, we actually, we thought long and hard about what we were going to make our handle for Instagram. And um, of course we love to travel. So we were trying to think something themed in that, in that category. And I've always noticed that I can spell Wes on a compass. And then I realized you can also spell Ennis on a compass as well. So it made sense, you know, we can spell both of our, both of our names using just the, the, the cardinal directions on a compass. And uh, we were like, well, we love to travel. Um, no matter what, I'm always pointed towards you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just, it kind of spurred on from that. And no one else had it on Instagram. Nobody. You, know, you know how hard it is to come up with an Insta handle? Oh my God. <laughs> and that's I love the thought behind the um, the the name and what what you guys put into that, and I can definitely see a lot of logos coming into uh, into play when you guys uh, do come up with one and uh, go with it. It's such a great you know having that name that you guys put a lot of thought into is, is really and it relates to your names is so amazing. Who where did this? Why did you guys decide to start an Instagram? Um, I think part of it was just so we could share our journey with our family and our friends. But another big piece of it was just that we love the community that Instagram creates. It's it's a platform for creativity and it's a way to um, learn from other people's photography styles while also getting really cool tips and tricks from people. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's it's a really positive-minded atmosphere, and we're, we're just big fans of it. And it's been really cool um, also as we've been growing our following and posting more pictures and, and the lessons we've learned of van life <laughs> and all of our stories, um, the messages and the comments that we're getting that we're inspiring other people and, um, you know, putting it in their minds that they can do the same thing. You know, they saw us start from the very beginning, and... Um, We've gotten a lot of like really inspiring messages from people supporting us or asking questions or. And I'm not going to lie, like one of the best choices we've made was putting our handle on the back of our van. We've had so many people just like driving behind us, take a photo and message us on Instagram and just say, like, we hope you enjoy our country or safe travels or we'd love to meet up with you sometime. Just like little things like that that just put a smile on your face. Yeah, that's really cool. And and to put the handle in the back of your van, I'm sure you get lots of messages. And that never crossed my mind that, you know, locals would would message you to say, like, uh, I hope you're enjoying our country. That's really interesting. Yeah, and it makes us a lot less inclined to cut people off because now, you know, (laughs) What do you mean, us? I'm driving. I don't cut people off. I am a responsible driver. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, when was it on this trip that you guys decided you were going to start the Instagram? And, uh, I mean, was it kind of the plan before you embarked on this trip that you guys would be documenting it online somehow? Yeah, I think I think it was our plan before leaving. Definitely. I think I think we kind of did like a test run when we were still living in Las Vegas. We went out to some of the surrounding areas. Um, our we didn't really have too many photography skills um, when we started all of this. It was all just like the the editing app on your phone, right? Um, but soon we're you know we're watching YouTube videos and we're uh, figuring out Adobe Lightroom and. Uh, we realized that like, hey, there's actually like a lot of possibilities out there. And some of these people that we see online that seem so unreachable, like maybe we can start emulating some of their techniques and um, making our photography a lot more refined. And so we, we practiced and practiced and figured out, you know, this looks too saturated. This isn't this doesn't have enough contrast and uh, kind of kept picking up the skills from there. And by the time we got to New Zealand, I think we were just leaps and bounds better than when we started. Yeah. And um, I think it's been really fun for us to document everything as well. You know, there's been days where we're like, what did we do three days ago? Mm-hmm. And we just, we, we're always on the move. So sometimes it's hard for us to even remember. And it's fun for us to go back into our archive stories and be like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's what we were up to <laughs> last Tuesday. Um, so I think, I think it's as much for us as it is for everybody else. And I like that you mentioned, you know, you, you didn't have a, a major background in photography, but you went out there and you, you learned as much as you could online. And I think that speaks to so much that you can teach yourself because of the Internet, because of what we have available to us today. And uh, do you have any suggestions about, you know, certain channels that you guys really enjoyed learning from or uh, or, or did you guys just Google something when, whenever you found out something you needed to learn? How did you go about, you know, pursuing these channels to educate yourselves about this? We set up our account and we were kind of having trouble picking a direction to take it right. Um, as a marketer, for me, it's like, uh, you know, there's that term, the, the riches are in the niches, right? So you're, you're trying to look for a community that you can really connect with that aligns with your values. And so you start searching more than just travel couple, but you start searching, um, you know, health based hashtags or adventure based hashtags. And you start finding certain accounts that constantly pop up. Marie Faye and Jake Snow is one of them, for example. And so we, we take a look at what they do and we, we say to ourselves, like, hey, it would be it would be cool to come up with some kind of finished product that's similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. Um, so yeah, like learning from other people and, and, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of other couples on Instagram and stuff that do what we do, they have, uh, tutorial pages or tutorial highlights and, and they walk you through step by step kind of how they learned and what they do. Um, I think YouTube was also a really big. Oh yeah. YouTube YouTube is huge. Um, anytime we had any questions, you know, some of these apps are really, really complex. Um, yeah, I think in addition to YouTube, any anyone who's out there aspiring to um, get better at editing or learn more about it, Adobe. Adobe is the way to go. Um, they have video editing. They have Illustrator. They have Lightroom. All of these things that kind of come together to really enhance your skills. And Yeah, I mean, uh, you, there's just so much you can do by investing like $10, $15 a month in like a really robust program. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's that's really what we did. We we got our Adobe Creative Suite account, and we started from scratch. I mean, I I was I, I have some graphic design background, but that's more like Photoshop, Illustrator stuff. Lightroom was completely new to both of us, and yeah. um, it, it was just really fun seeing how our photography has changed over the last few months. And with having an Instagram account, there's so much work that really goes into that. And I don't think a lot of people notice the, you know, the amount of time you take to actually take a photo and to edit it and then to upload it and to share stories and then engage with your audience. I mean, there, there's a lot of work that goes in, in behind all this. Do you guys, how do you split up the work between the two of yourselves or, or you know, who tackles what in, in terms of the Instagram? And in, in addition to that, do you guys have any plans to expand beyond Instagram and to create other platforms as well? Yeah, you know, I think to, to answer the photography stuff first, like we started out with kind of like a, a mediocre camera where we'd have to set the timer go snap a photo, come back, set the timer again, run out there, snap a photo. <laughs> and that got old really fast. And so we, we invested like 50 bucks in a, in an intervalometer, which allows us to basically take, um, a whole bunch of photos at, at set intervals. And that way we can go out and take a hundred photos with a, you know, a whole bunch of variations to our pose and pick, pick our favorite one from there. Yeah. So I think I think in order from the beginning of the photo to being posted, um, we work pretty equally on that. I think um, the poses and stuff that, that obviously takes both of us. Um, but I think what we like to do there is we'll set up the intervalometer and kind of go out in front of the camera and just kind of do our thing, run around a little, you know, he'll pick me up or throw me around or, you know, there's there's not so much of like a okay, let's do this and hold the pose. You know, we try and make it as natural as possible, mm-hmm. um, which is something that we're still working on. <laughs> and then from, from that point, um, I, I'd say I do a lot of the editing. Yeah. Wes, Wes uh, will take, take kind of like the top four winning photos, let's say, and she'll run them by me and whichever one I'm comfortable with how I look in it, she's comfortable how she looks in mm-hmm. it. That's kind of the one that we decide to go ahead and edit. Um, recently we've been trying to get more photos posted at once, you know, doing like the Instagram slide photos, do two or three at a time, just because it helps with the algorithm helps to get your content in front of people more often. And sometimes it's hard to just choose one. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's hard just to choose one. Um, so then once, once it's all edited and, and we love it, um, I think when it comes to the captions that we write, I think in the beginning it was mostly Ennis. He would write everything. Um, you know, he kind of does this for, for a job, you know? Yeah. I, I, I do blog writing and ghost writing for, for, company, yeah, for an agency that I worked for back in the, in the States. So, so he's, he's pretty good about that. Um, but I think lately we've, we've kind of been sharing that responsibility more as well. Yeah. I've, I've been getting swamped with work and Wes has been so good about making sure that we post on a schedule, mm-hmm. make sure that it's consistent. You know, that's another big component of the algorithm, right? So we, we just make sure that we have content ready, um, to post. And if I'm not able to, to make that post, like Wes has really been refining her own writing style Mm -hmm. it's hard because we're not just writing in our own individual voices we're writing in like a couple's voice (laughs) and so it it takes a lot of back and forth making sure that the language is something that we can both agree on and then um 
Yeah, I think when it comes to stories, that's pretty much me. <laughs> yeah, Wes, Wes is our storyteller. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm the one who's always got the the phone in my hand on camera mode pretty much constantly. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I think as far as branching out goes, we'll probably go for a blog first just because that's a great way to start adding extra traffic to our Instagram account. And then from there, it's also a great way to share advice and stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. You can only say so much in a caption. And I think an article that gets ranked and search is a, is a great way to get our name out there. And then ideally we'll branch out into stuff like uh, stuff like YouTube after that. But I think it, it takes a lot of, effort even just running an Instagram account. And so like we if we're gonna do it, we want to make sure we're doing it right mm-hmm. so that the quality of our work doesn't doesn't drop. Definitely, definitely. And I, I'm really looking forward to following along with you guys and everything that you've got going over there. Uh, especially more more of New Zealand because it's such a beautiful country. And I wanna end this interview with one last question and that is knowing what you know now what is one thing you wish you had known before starting this lifestyle or starting this trip? And this can be something, anything tied to van life, anything tied to traveling New Zealand, the experiences you've been through, or even just Instagram in general. What's that one thing you wish you'd known from the very beginning? I wish I knew the importance of spontaneity in travel. Um, one of One of the biggest challenges that I face is that I'm working all of the weekdays. And so it's, it's hard when you want to go on a three day hiking trip, but Oh no, I have to, you know, post for one of my clients or write a blog article. Um, and while I really appreciate having the, the blessing of being able to work while traveling, um, which I understand is very unique. It's still something that takes a lot of getting used to. And it's something that I haven't been able that I haven't experienced before. And like, for me, my biggest fear is that I'm holding Wes back, you know, and I, I just wish I, I knew how to get into the groove that I'm in now, back when we first started that trip. And I think I'll, I'll touch on that same thing of, of, um, wishing that we knew how to get into this groove now, relationship wise. I think when we first started van life, you know, of course the first week or two was all fairy tales and it was all perfect and rainbows and butterflies. Um, Cause it was just so exciting and new. And then I think between that period and maybe like the next last week or so, we've hit a lot of bumps in the road, just learning how to handle each other better, treat each other better. Um, and just be more open to the situation that we put ourselves in. Um, I think if, if we had known now, cause I think we've been really good the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, I think it would have saved us a lot of drama yeah, we we could have gone on a, a few more adventures instead of uh, arguing. Yeah, you know, arguing in the van. <laughs> And there you have it, Wes and Ennis sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to our guests. Thank you so much, guys, for taking the time out of your day and joining us here. Thank you so much for having us. This is really fun for us. Yeah, we really appreciate it. It's, <laughs> it's so cool what you do, and uh, we're excited to, you know, keep showing showing our adventures and sharing it with you. Yeah. And I just want to give you to the floor. Let our audience know where they can check you out online. What's the best way to reach out to you and anything you want to leave them with? 
Yeah, so we're um, mainly on Instagram, of course, compass.couple. And uh, we would love to get messages from you guys or anything. If you have any questions or you need advice or anything, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Yeah, we had a couple the other day say they're going to, to Turkey and they asked for a list of some must-try foods. And I, I think I wrote like a, a small book of, <laughs> of the different foods they need to try. And the coolest thing was seeing them tag us in their story with like a table covered in all of the foods we mentioned. Um, so yeah, we, we love interaction. We're we always here for you. Um, and then we don't have it up and running yet, but we do have a website. Yeah, we, we have a website. We're building it currently. Um, so stay tuned for that. We'll post that in our story and on our, on our page. We're thinking it'll be compasscouple.com, but I just got to verify that all of the domain stuff and okay. everything is... Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express the, our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 79. That's this episode, episode number 79's show notes page. Learn more about everything that Wes and Ennis have got going on over there at Compass Couple. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review. It really helps us get this podcast out there and into other people's ears and to continuously bring on some great guests onto the show. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie. Hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide. <laughs>